Shut up and sit down. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Duel of the Fates Nerdcast. Uh, this is our first episode. We're pretty excited about this. My name is Evan Kruger. My and Eric Evans. Yeah, I'm joined here by my good friend and fellow Star Wars nerd. Um, we're here to talk about anything and everything Star Wars. We're really excited about the lineup that we have for today. Um, so we're going to jump right into the newest Star Wars news that is of note. Um, Ryan Johnson who, as many of you know, was given a new trilogy by Disney, actually started working on production and filming, which is a lot earlier than I kind of expected. Yeah, that was uh, probably the biggest news that came out of this week was seeing how fast uh, Ryan Johnson's really running with this thing. Disney doesn't seem to be too nervous about the discussion and the mild criticisms, I would say. Uh, (laughs) Mild criticisms. Of okay. uh, The Last Jedi. <laughs> so they seem to have a lot of confidence in him. Uh, what do you think about him directing this? My After watching Star Wars The Last Jedi, see, there, there were two camps. There were people that thought that the movie was great, and there were people that thought that the movie sucked. I'm somewhere, I'm closer to sucked than great. There were things about the movie that I, li- that I liked, but I think that my confidence in Ryan Johnson as a director maybe shaken a little bit. There was some, I thought, lazy storytelling in The Last Jedi. But on the other hand, he is basically playing in J.J. Abrams' sandbox. And I I feel more comfortable with him making his own trilogy because it kind of seemed like Ryan Johnson thought, okay, I'm going to take all of these plot points that J.J. set up and I'm going to tear them all down and I'm going to start over myself. I would definitely agree with that. So I'm on the opposite side of Evan on this a little bit. I am more on the side of great than sucked. Uh, going into it, I just wanted something different and original and a fresh take. And I definitely got that out of The Last Jedi. Yeah, there were some points and some things that me and Evan can agree we didn't like in The Last Jedi. I guess I just walked away very... I don't know. I, I guess I was very happy that Ryan Johnson was unpredictable. And I really value unpredictability in storytelling. And so I'm excited to see, especially with the new trilogy. Like you said, he was—he really was playing in J.J. Abrams' sandbox. And J.J. Abrams, for all the greatness of uh, The Force Awakens, it was a little uh, cliche. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. There, yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah. Definitely. It follows a lot of the same beats, you know. And so I'm really excited to see that that's not really what Ryan Johnson's looking to do in a Star Wars movie. So hopefully his new trilogy is very fresh. Um, but what, what are some of the things you're looking forward to in this new trilogy? Like, what do you what do you need to happen to be at least excited and interested? I need it to be set in the Old Republic. <laughs> that, um, Ryan Johnson has said that he is not doing Knights of the Old Republic. That does not mean that he's not going to set it in the Old Republic. We at, at this point, that's all that we know about the content of the new trilogy. We know that it's not it's not Revan and Malak. Um, but it still could be Old Republic. It still could be about the Sith or the Jedi. Um, after watching The Last Jedi, I get the feeling that he's not going to go that route, which yeah. makes me kind of afraid because at the very least, I need Jedi. Yeah. I need Force wielders with lightsabers. What about what about Force wielders with broomsticks? With broomsticks? <laughs> um, <laughs> Broom Boy <laughs> has his own trilogy. Maybe Broom Boy ends up being... The next Revan, maybe. That's the thing. Like, I feel like I feel like Brian Johnson is gonna go either way future, 
with this trilogy, like stuff we've never really thought about, or he's going to go, because he said before he wants to kind of put it in a different, almost part of the galaxy, mm-hmm. it seemed. So it wouldn't surprise me if he, you know, does something with, uh, you know, the outer, you know, the outer, uh, the outer areas. Yeah, the outer rim. The outer rim, but um, I, I don't know. Yeah, that is kind of interesting because in Legends, the farthest out material is about a hundred years after um, after the end of, Re- of uh, Return of the Jedi with uh, Cade Walker, uh, Cade Skywalker, and whatnot. And so, really, that's that is an area that has not been explored at all. The Old Republic, for all of its mystique, there's tons of material. There's um, the Tales of the Jedi comics, which go back thirty six thousand years. And we go from that into the Lost Tribe of the Sith. We have stories about Revan and Malak and Kreia and Mitra Surik. So we already know plenty about the Old Republic. But it's just such an intriguing era that I, I feel like Disney, they have to do something with the Old Republic. We were talking about that a, a couple of days ago. That's yeah. such a goldmine that money grubbers like Disney's head honchos can't can't stay away from they couldn't there's no conceivable world in which they don't tap into the old republic in some way i agree so we're going to talk about this later with some um, of their other uh, other things they're working on with uh tv shows and stuff but like if they don't do anything with the knights of the old republic i will like, ever and, like i was telling them like i'm a little afraid that they have this idea that like 15 years down the road because they've got plans for so far in yeah, advance yeah. i'm afraid they've got this like yeah 20 years down the road we'll do it and like as long as it happens, I guess I could say I'm happy, but I want it now. I'm so greedy. I just, I want my Knights of the Old Republic. I, I want, want my Revan. Oh yeah. my gosh. Um, yeah. But, you know, at the same time, it would kind of be cool to go and take my 11-year-old son out to see a movie about Revan and be able to be like, I played those games when I was a kid. I read the Revan novel. Well, I mean, <laughs> I just read the Revan novel and I'm not a kid anymore, but I'm a kid at heart. But that, I, I guess that would be a neat experience. But you're right. I'm greedy. I, I want it now. <laughs> I, I'll tell my kid, I romanticized over that man. <laughs> uh, I had strange feelings for I Revan. I did. I did. <laughs> well, uh, just to put it in the mood, we have a Revan t-shirt hanging on us, <laughs> staring at us right now. So if you can't tell, we're big Knights of the Old Republic fanboys. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to come down to, can we remove... Because I think, here's the thing. The prequels kind of cursed our idea of what new material can look like Mm -hmm. so now we're all worried that the next new material fresh material is going to look something like that and i think we should say optimistic what if the new material is of the quality and excitement of the mental republic but it's set in the future Mm -hmm. and that's i think that's a very big possibility and that would be amazing i mean if we just get tons of jedi it has to be jedi if we can get something that makes me feel the same way as the Old Republic cinematics. Like, take those and blow them up into a movie. Heck, I, I even like Satil Shan. I think she's a great character. And Darth Malgus. I think those are great characters, too. But the thing is, with Revan, Revan is inseparable from his story. Like, what, um, what Disney did with Thrawn. Yeah, Thrawn's an iconic character from that trilogy of books, but it works to put him in Rebels. Yeah. Because he's not... He, he's an Imperial officer, and that's what he is. Revan is inseparable from the Mandalorian Wars and from the Jedi Civil War. He's inseparable from that. And like you said, like what if sometime in uh, Rebels we see somebody come along, oh, I'm Revan. That just wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's certain characters that you can move around in the timeline of Star Wars, probably. Um, Revan isn't one of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
But okay, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited. I am very optimistic. I like. I really want to see original concept because I mean, again, Ryan Johnson's playing with the same concepts Abrams created and Kathleen mm-hmm. Kennedy created. And if Ryan Johnson gets the opportunity to just come up with his own stuff, it could be really exciting. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to have an optimist, optimistic yeah. approach on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like that was a lot of my problem with The Last Jedi. It stemmed from the fact that he was trying too much to distance himself, it felt like, from The Force Awakens. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that was maybe a mistake, but love it or hate it, I mean, it, either way, I still think that Ryan Johnson can still make a great Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, I do too. I, also, so one thing that we talked about earlier, and we're going to talk about later, actually, is some character development that he did do right in The Last mm-hmm. Jedi. And that character development, um, well, I mean, we can you know give you a little uh, foreshadow. Um, Kylo Ren and Rey, mm-hmm. like, just we're going to talk about that later, but if he can do more of that type of character stuff in a new trilogy, so more like where you're really just conflicted on what you think about characters. And like, I don't know where, I really don't know where Kylo Ren's going to end up. I've not had that problem in Star Wars in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's stuff like that where you just kind of, you really don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And if you get that to me in a good format with good Jedi, good Sith or whatever you want to call them, you know, whatever they're going to be, as long as there's some red lightsabers, you know, I, I'll be happy. So next up on the docket, a movie that has often been overlooked because of the um, the uh, the clamor and the excitement surrounding The Last Jedi is Solo, a Star Wars story. And it's a movie that no one is excited for. And even Disney, it seems like, is prepared for a box office flop, which I don't think is possible because it's a Star Wars movie. But I'm not as excited for Solo, a Star Wars story, as I would be for even Kenobi, a Star Wars story. Okay, so everybody wanted Kenobi, Star Wars. Everybody wanted it. You <laughs> typed in any forum of speculation. It was, bring us Kenobi, all this. And the one thing nobody needed. I mean, heck, I think a lot of people would have preferred, like, a Jar Jar origins story <laughs> over top of a Solo story. The whole greatness of Han Solo was his kind of mystical, like, you don't know, you know that guy's seen stuff, and you don't know what it's been? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of because you don't know what it was, mm-hmm. that you're just like, yeah, I respect his toughness. There's a way Ugh. that this movie can be great. And the reason that um, uh, Phil Miller and Chris, uh, was it Chris Miller? Yeah, Chris Miller and Phil Lord, I almost got this backwards, were fired as directors of Solo Star Wars Story is because they were making it almost a slapstick comedy. And the thing yeah. about Han Solo is that he's not a comedic character. He's not the comic relief. He's a wisecracking guy. He can be funny. But the thing about Han Solo is that he's jaded. And for most of the original trilogy, he really hates life. He has no optimistic view of the of the universe at large. Yeah. And showing us how exactly he became so jaded, that I think could make Solo a Star Wars story a success. Yeah. So the two things, like, I'm, here's the big thing I'm worried about. Uh, well, first off, I'll say that I think we both agree the fire, the firing of uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Mm-hmm. I am on board with it. I think, Evan, you're kind of on board with it, too. Yeah, I, I know there's some people who are really like, oh, that Disney just doesn't want to see, you know, original content. I don't think that was it. There was reports that he was becoming more like uh, all the air ride character was looking more like. Um, Ace Ventura pet <laughs> yeah, detective. Yeah. And like, that's no, okay. that's so no. bad. 
And there was also talks that um, Aaron Wright had gone to Kathleen, gone to Disney, gone to Lucasfilm and said, hey, this is not good. And so I'm I'm just personally very okay with that. Um, (laughs) Here's the big thing. What's Disney love to do and what's Star Wars even in general love to do on the end of a movie? Rogue One proved this isn't always true, but they love to... No, it is. They love to end you understanding the characters are all resolved and you feel kind of happy about them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They can't do that with this movie. They have to leave no. you going, oh, well, Han Solo is a jaded kind of jerk. Yeah. And, like, how, I mean, how's that going to sell to, you know, just family audiences who aren't big Star Wars nuts? Mm-hmm. And that's, you just, I don't know, it's just a difficult character to uptake. That's why I would have rather had a, I know that a lot of people don't like this idea either, but I'm more, I'd rather have a Boba Fett movie than a yeah. Han Solo movie. Yeah. Because you can do some crazy stuff with that. But you do too much weird stuff to Han Solo, and no matter what you do, there will be a big group of people that hate it. Yeah. But one, I don't know, I, I we just saw this link, and I don't even know if this is really a spoiler, because it's obvious, but they're going to have the Kessel Run in Solo A Star Wars Story. If they if it ends up being false, if they don't have the Kessel Run, then Disney has failed, and they don't deserve to make another Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, how much you want to bet that they're going to have that they're going to have those dice, them golden dice oh, from the last yeah. Jedi? They're oh, showing yeah. up. They're going to be there. In fact, I think that was uh, Ryan Johnson. I don't know. I have a strong suspicion somebody came to him and said, "Hey, can you can you throw these dice in here? Uh, we're making a solo movie, and uh, the dice are important." Oh yeah. So I don't know. We'll see if them dice show up, but I have a strong suspicion they will. Another thing that people are already up in arms about the solo film is that Alden Ehrenreich does not look like Han Solo and people are already dissing on the movie because of that. There's plenty of reasons to not be excited about Solo a Star Wars story, but I don't think that Alden Ehrenreich is one of them. I haven't seen any movies that he's been in, but for all we know, he could have the Han Solo mannerisms down completely. And I'm not too upset that he doesn't look like Han Solo. Um, So I think that's one one way in which maybe the Star Wars fandom is kind of being unfair. Yeah. I, I know, so a lot of people said that he's really great in Hail Caesar. I couldn't remember the movie name until just now. Uh, Hail Caesar is kind of the movie that he had uh, some successful success with recently. Not a very good movie, I've heard, but a lot of people liked him in it. And he said he can act. And I, I have faith he can act. Like, I'm sure he might be able to do a great job. But, like, I guess my problems with the Han Solo movie aren't totally all Nerenreich. I know it's a lot of people's problems because he doesn't look like him, but I honestly think once he's on screen for 10 minutes, most people are going to get over it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just how it goes. I mean, what about prequel Yoda? Prequel Yoda. <laughs> think about how different that looked and how even, easily we forgave that. Even episode one, Puppet Yoda looked nothing like Puppet Yoda from the original trilogy. No. That was one thing I loved about The Last Jedi <laughs> is that they had Puppet Yoda. Not even just Yoda, Puppet Yoda. That was good. Yoda that had, I think I heard somewhere that they had... Uh, the original person who painted the original puppet Yoda. No way. Do that That's for, so yeah. awesome. Yeah. But. So, on a whole, I, I'm not super excited for Solo Star Wars movie. Uh, a Star Wars story. But I'm going to go see it when it comes out, yeah. obviously. Probably even market. opening night. They're Yeah. I might even see it twice. Yeah. But, I don't know. The I, I love the whole anthology film idea. Yeah, just pick better movies, man. I don't right. Mean, Rogue Solo. One was a smashing success. That was so good. Oh. Um, and maybe Solo A Star Wars Story will surprise people. But what I'm excited for is Kenobi. Yeah. The Obi-Wan movie. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited away. for that. The yeah. biggest problem with the Han Solo movie is that it exists. 
in a spot where a better movie could exist. Yeah. Uh, the timing yeah. seems weird to me, too. Like, I know that the original Star Wars movies were released in May, but um, with the way that Disney's done it, they've released their movies in December. Rogue One was planned to release in May, right? But then they had problems with production, and so they had to move that back to December. And now that just feels normal. Yeah, and I so like the December have, Yeah, Yeah, I do too. And then having a Star Wars movie six months after another Star Wars movie, uh, maybe they're muddying the waters a little bit. There's no way Disney's not milking this cash cow for all of eternity. I mean, they're a business. Let them yeah. do it. I'm yeah. fine as long as they produce like, quality yeah. movies. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't care how much Star Wars I get as long as it's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one more thing on the solo discussion. We have to discuss how much is too much Vader and how are they going to handle Vader? Because we know Vader's in the movie now. Absolutely. Yeah, he is. <sighs> so I think that the um, if Vader's in Solo, uh, a Star Wars story, as much as he was in Rogue One, then that's too much Vader. It just depends on the plot. I mean, if the yeah. plot revolves, because we, you know, we don't know what Solo's doing. Maybe he's involved in a... a Wow, see, now I'm calling him Solo. <laughs> uh, we don't know what he's... I mean, if he's involved in some type of plot that is, t- I don't know, tied to the Empire in a strict way, maybe we'd expect to see Vader. But you can't put him where we don't expect to see him. That's just a, that's a money grab. If they have Darth Vader and his TIE fighter chasing Han Solo <laughs> on the Kessel Run, then that they've made a mistake. <laughs> like, like, he's just going to do some racing to remind himself of the pod, the pod racing days. <laughs> he's, on, he's on sabbatical. <laughs> then that would be a huge mistake. <laughs> but I would laugh. I would laugh so hard. Run, <laughs> Eddie, run! I'm, ex- I'm interested to see how, what Han Solo's um, relation to the Empire is going to be. Because um, uh, Han Solo is a Corellian, and some of the Imperial ships are made on Corellia. Remember, um, in A New Hope, Han says, um, you know, not those Bolt Crazer mind you, the, the real Corellian ones or something like that. And so is Han going to be in trouble on his home planet with the Empire? You know, Or maybe he's tasked by the Empire to get them valuable pieces for their war machines? I don't know. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff that could be done. I just think they should have picked anything else. <laughs> yeah. I just, nobody, did you, I mean, I read a lot of discussion before they released the anthology movies of what we should see. I don't know if I one time saw a Han Solo movie should be made. Yeah. Like, um, never. He's a lot of people's favorite character from the original trilogy. Oh, yeah. People love but him. That but... doesn't mean... Because, like, for instance, everybody loves Yoda, but nobody wants a Yoda movie. Although, you heard the rumors that that's one of the things they've looked no, at. No, 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 no. <laughs> they need to stop making anthology films about every character. I know. Okay. The <laughs> Koon anthology film. Oh, I love that guy. He's one of my favorite just Jedi. I mean... Did not get enough screen time, and then dies in a... In a in Sounds a, like such a fuck or Jesse. <laughs> yeah. I remember right, reading a Wikipedia article when I was five about how he might have escaped, and that, of course, shaped my opinions on Plokun forever. Oh, um, so that's probably all this discussion that we can squeeze out of Solo, a Star Wars uh, story. Mm. We're going to move on to something that we're both eminently more excited about and that is the up-and-coming new star wars live action tv show it's something that everybody wanted and now we're actually going to get it i don't know when 20 uh, my guess would probably be no earlier than 2019 because the waters are kind of muddied in 2018 with solo a star wars uh, story and ryan johnson starting his new trilogy 
but we know that the show is going to be dropping on Disney's um, new um, streaming service, Netflix type deal. And I'm probably going to get a subscription to it just to watch Star Wars. Yeah, I, I definitely will. <laughs> I'll do whatever it takes. Um, yeah, I guess we just don't have enough information to talk too much about it. Mm-hmm. I had heard rumors um, a couple weeks ago, actually, that they had something to do with the underworld. Oh, no. But <laughs> <laughs> me and Evan just want it to be nice in the Republic. But uh, I, here's the thing. like, I think if they do a TV show... Give, I understand they're trying to do the whole like Rogue One feel of stuff and not always everything has to be lightsabers. But at a point, I don't want just... I need lightsabers. That's what makes I need Star- duels. Lightsabers are what makes Star Wars Star so Wars. Cool. That's what distinguishes them from... Star Trek. Every other... Excuse me. Every other uh, science fiction franchise. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I, I, need, I need me some Sith. In, like, we haven't even dealt... We haven't... I guess my biggest gripe with all of what Disney's done so far is the lack of new depth. Like, we haven't learned anything new about any Sith Lords or any... And I guess that's just me loving Sith Lords. But, like, you know, why does... Rogue One was great. It was so good, right? But do we need Solo? I love Obi-Wan. I'm glad that's happening. I'm so pumped for that. But, like, at a certain point... I want some other stuff. Right. Rebels right. and Clone Wars, great, clone, great TV shows, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I love, I love that how Rebels has really progressed this last few seasons. Um, I really, I really have. But I'm done with it now. Like once the show's done, which I will watch the rest of it. But once it's done, give me something out of the saga. Yeah. Part of me, you know, in the Last Jedi, like this is unrealistic. But part of me wanted Luke to sit down and talk with Rey about. Uh, here's the story of Revan and Darth Bane finding Darth Revan's holocron and whatnot <laughs> and the history of the Sith and how they've been plotting against the Jedi. And that's why the Jedi were weak, because they didn't they didn't sense the Sith rising, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, that that's probably one thing that I really want is more lore connections, yeah. stuff like that. It hasn't been lore. We haven't gotten new yeah. lore. No, we've gotten what's happening on screen. That's great, but we haven't gotten any. It does. It doesn't feel as deep, really. Um, I don't even know a name of anybody else in Jedi, Luke's Jedi Academy. Yeah, shouldn't I know like another name so I can go? Oh, this guy might have almost killed Kylo, but he yeah. didn't. Like, yeah. and maybe we'll get that, but we're just impatient, and I'm just I'm tired of I'm tired of the stuff we've seen a thousand mm-hmm. times. I need something new. And and their Disney is capable of doing that, and they will. I just don't like waiting. Yeah. I I just get the feeling that since Ryan Johnson confirmed that his new trilogy is not going to be about Knights of the Old Republic, then that I felt like in my mind that means that they are going Old Republic with the TV show. And like you said, I have heard the idea tossed around of like the underworld and Palpatine's connections to it and whatnot. Did you ever hear the discussion of like they take the bounty hunter movies and make the a dark underworld oh, bounty hunter gosh. show. No, that would. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be. And you just call it terrible. like Bobo. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, I hate Boba Fett in Clone Wars. He's so annoying. Have you seen his story arc? Oh yes, yes, yeah. He's, uh, yeah. he's just kind yeah. of annoying. He's really annoying. And he just kind of neuters. I guess just like a lot of people stuff there. does. He why just is... he just neuters 
Yeah, you know he's trilogy. probably you know he's probably gonna be in Solo as well. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean that makes sense to me. Yeah. That that could be the most interesting part of yeah. the Solo. If if you have Boba Fett chasing Han or something, mm-hmm. I mean that'd make when he's you know Boba Fett and when he sees him in uh, Empire or whatever a little more like oh wow they have a history. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that in that regard they're deepening a little mm-hmm. bit more. But one thing that I said is what one thing I I kind of want is a Game of Thrones style, and that's kind of a Paco take, a Game of Thrones style show set on Korriban with the Sith, power plays, red lightsabers everywhere, everybody's wielding the dark side, uncovering new mysteries of the dark side of the Force, doing unspeakable acts. That's my dream show right there. And that's what I thought they would do with this this show, this TV show. Uh I had so much faith that they were going to take some bold approach with it. Mm -hmm. And they might. Yeah. I just, I don't really think they're going to. I think they're going to, they're they're spending these years working around this trilogy, this new trilogy and around the stuff we've heard of. And I think the future years will get new stuff. And they'll probably stick within those, you know. I mean, if yeah. they do an Knights of the Republic, we'll probably get everything Knights of the Republic for a while. Yeah. If we get some future Star Wars, we get a Broom Boy saga, mm-hmm. we'll probably get Broom Boy's little broom kids and <laughs> the whole nine yards. But for now, we can only, we can we can still dream about the old Republic. We can still watch the old Republic cinematics. And like we, sigh. Like we did a couple nights ago. Yes, we specifically <laughs> decided we were going to sit down and watch all of the cinematics from the Old Republic, and it was beautiful. Yeah, I got in all my Star Wars pajamas, <laughs> my Star Wars underwear, my Star Wars shirt, <laughs> oh, my Star Wars soul. It's all connected. It all goes back to Revan. Everything goes back to Revan. Always, always, always. Always Revan. The Revan we trust. He's so important. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on from that... The last thing we, we want to talk about is not necessarily a breakdown of all of The Last Jedi, but we want to, as we said earlier, um, give our take on the development of the story and kind of the tension between Rey and Kylo Ren, which, for all of my gripes with The Last Jedi, for me, whenever Rey and Kylo Ren were on the screen together, were the best parts of the movie. Yeah. So, I, so as somebody who liked the movie more than Evan quite a bit, I still... It was just electric. Every For me, every time they were on screen, I was excited. I was interested. I think part of that, too, is Adam Driver being maybe the best cast, like, person casted in the world for that role. Like, he's so good in that scene. I know some people think, some people are very big on um, saying, oh, he's, you know, he's just crying, whiny. And maybe some of you guys are like that. I really like his depth. I mean, we haven't had a character this deep. Like, have we? In Star Wars history, I mean, I guess we've got we've had some very. I mean, we have Luke, right? Luke's the perfect example of somebody who's torn, who's got good moral, you know, dilemmas. What's he do? But I think one of the best parts about this new trilogy is Kylo Ren and Rey, and that's that's my favorite part so far. And I, I hope they continue down that storyline for this last movie. I totally agree, and. One of my complaints is that I don't find Rey a very compelling character on her own, mm-hmm. but her and Kylo Ren together, I find their story very compelling. And I, I like Kylo Ren on his own. Mm-hmm. I think that Adam Driver, he's an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. I am I was captivated by his performances. And I think that Kylo Ren became a great bad guy in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I think he's a better bad guy than Snoke would have been. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the the snow discussion will save maybe for next time because I would love to have a discussion on snow. <laughs> um, I'm, but let's talk about Kylo Ren just for a second for me. So one of my I watched this movie. I'm at three three viewings so far, possibly four before this out of theaters, and then a bunch when it comes. But on DVD, but uh, one of my favorite scenes was the scene. So I guess I'm interested to hear yours as well, Evan. Your favorite Ray and Kylo scene because my favorite is is the end one after they've done fighting, right? And he offers his hand to her and says, you know, and he reveals the reveal that another great discussion about you know Ray's parents being junkers and uh, who sold her um, for uh, what gambling money, drinking money, drinking money. But when he says to her, he says, you know, you're a nobody. You have no place in this story. He's like, you're a nobody, uh, but not to me. And he's he puts totally his, on Oh, he hits on her he's so totally hard. On it's so, uh, like, oh, man. I'm just like, that's, oh, man. Like, I actually, I love that line. And, yeah, he's he's a hardcore flirt. I mean, but uh, I don't know. For me, that's the that's the story arc I appreciate and I think makes Ray so interesting is to her now. Who is the one person who kind of gets her now? Specifically now that Luke's gone and Han's gone, Kylo Ren. Right. He's the one guy who actually gets her, who kind of understands her, who who has some type of compassion for her. I don't know if I want to say love yet, but mm-hmm. he definitely feels for her and cares for her. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't seen that literally ever. I mean, she grew up with no parents, you know? And on a planet that didn't seem that friendly. I mean, Jakku didn't seem like a bubbling city of love and no. pixie dust it seems <laughs> seems like a dirtier tatooine right uh so i don't know like it makes her more interesting because now you have to ask the question why should she stay at, with the rebellion i mean with the well the new rebellion right the resistance yeah. well they I mean, are the rebellion yeah. now yeah again that's, that's what they named themselves again <laughs> back to the rebellion again well it's better than just being the rebellion with the name resistance i mean that's what they were before and yeah, really the resistance. but uh i mean i don't know like i can understand where she would be torn between that decision i never understood why anakin skywalker and when how they portrayed it. i didn't understand the really the reason he should go bad i understand what they tried to say you know, you can save the one you love and all that. It just never made me go, yeah, I'd turn and kill a bunch of younglings. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he went from a uh, peaceful Jedi, the child murdering maniac in eight minutes of screen time. Yeah. But yeah. the, um, gosh, going back to just talking about the prequels, <laughs> their focus was entirely wrong. Um, he didn't turn because of Padme. He turned because the Jedi were hypocrites and the prequels, don't really show that fandom has kind of had to yeah. attach that on to the prequels to kind of cope with them. Yeah. But um, I I get what's happening with Ray and Kylo, mm-hmm. and that's a big improvement for me. Yeah. And w- I was a big fan of the what do they call them? Force connection scenes. I don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, them. I love those. I love those, and yeah. I know a lot of people thought, okay, this is just getting weird now. This isn't the Force, but it, to me, it made sense. Um, but man, when the last time when he's you, she's having a conversation around him on the fire with him, mm-hmm. you know, and it seems like they're connecting and Luke comes in and he sees them about to touch hands. That was a great scene. That was a good scene. That and, was good. And you can understand from Luke's perspective too, like what what's going on here? You know? Now now it just all looks like she's been playing him. Yeah. So I, I totally can understand everybody's perspective. Right on this and that's that's hard to do because yeah the prequels i normally kind of just agreed with obi-wan and everything and hated everybody else mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah that's kind of where right. i was at yeah. 
And now I'm like, yeah, I can see where Ray's coming from. I can see where Kyle's coming from. And I can see where Luke was coming from. Mm-hmm. And that that's important storytelling right there. I agree. Also, the Praetorian Guard scene. Oh, that fight scene. That oh, was beautiful. Good. That's one of my favorite fight scenes in the history of Star Wars. Like, that's almost um, Old Republic cinematics fighting level stuff. And that's hard to do in live action. Yeah. It's easy to make cool fights in animation, but live action to do that, I was really impressed with the choreography and the dynamic between Rey and Kylo as they're fighting mm-hmm. this now shared enemy. Yeah, and you can even see their fighting styles, and I saw some people discussing online saying, Kylo Ren doesn't have any fighting style, he just swings his sword like a maniac. Like, that's that's fight. his fighting style. It's big, it's sweeping, and it's grand, and maybe he's still not the greatest swordsman yeah. ever. And Ray's not either, obviously, because she didn't learn anything from anybody anywhere during the film <laughs> at all. But, she swung her staff around and she cut yeah, out a rock. That's okay. true. She was she was skilled with the staff because she had nothing else. Which to is do why I'm do. saying it now. She's having a double bladed lightsaber in the next movie. If she doesn't, it's an awful miss. It's a terrible missed opportunity. But does she? Does anybody know that double bladed lightsabers are a thing? She got the books. Oh, she has she those books. books. She has those books. Oh, she knows. She knows. But <laughs> I was hoping for more deep lore connections with the books. Oh, we'll get those. I was hoping for... <laughs> everything back to the next movie. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it next movie. I was hoping movie. for some Tales of the Jedi type stuff, learning about the first and second great schisms and the Force Wars and stuff like that. But about Kylo. <laughs> <laughs> about Kylo, man. <laughs> Shirtless Kylo. Uh, oh, man. You know, my... um. My calculus teacher actually wore pants like Kylo Ren wears in that scene, <laughs> and she was 75. <laughs> oh, man. Except she his was, might have been higher. She was, well, she was ahead of her, no, she's behind, yeah. behind her time. Yeah. She's like a retroactive hipster. <laughs> oh, man. Man, I think we should start, I might start wearing that. <laughs> okay, let's be honest. Can any other man have pulled that off as well as Adam Driver did? No, I don't think so. <laughs> That's just like Ewan McGregor. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. But um, yeah. Imagine putting on a great performance, but the thing that the average person knows about you is that you had a kind of ridiculous shirtless. Scene. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's gotta suck for Adam Driver. Yeah, a guy who is the best actor in Star Wars right now. Yeah, he's pretty dang good. I'll, uh, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. I liked... Um, I mean, he has a lot to play with, too. There's great actors who just don't got much to do. <laughs> that's, that, that is true. I mean, I like Poe a lot. I actually thought his storyline was pretty good in The Last Jedi. No. But he... Yeah, I know he didn't <laughs> like it. I liked it, but like I didn't think he got enough to do with what he had. He had a great opportunity, but he didn't that's get true. There was some enough cool dialogue. Like, like, they needed a really... Him and, him and Leia's scenes, I thought were good. She slaps him on the face, you know, mm-hmm. and, and when she comes out, even the crazy, you know, we can disagree with the whole space chase, this, yeah. you know, the turtle speed space chase, but um, when she comes out and, like, shoots him with the stun gun and all that, and you find out that he was just going crazy the whole time, yeah. I don't know, there's some character development there, but... Yeah, anyways, I mean, he's, he's kind of a dope, and when he arrested Vice Admiral Holdo, I was like, heck yeah, we got a man that's getting stuff done. Turns out he's just an idiot. Sending, but you were on the same. And page. he's re- on the same page as him. He's responsible for aiding and abetting the worst part of Star Wars: The Last Jedi. No, 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 no. Rose, Tico, and Finn. What's his name? FN two one eight seven are the problem with were the biggest problem with the Last Jedi. I that, lost a lot of respect. 
he helped him oh, go yeah. and be terrible. Yeah, true. Well, okay, yeah, I agree with that. Finn, I had a lot. I liked Finn after. I actually lost love for Finn after this new movie. I didn't yeah. think he was that good. I really liked him in The Force Awakens, and he just was like trying to run away again. We're really diving off of the Kylo Ren thing, we but we totally are. But that's okay. Yeah, that's why we we're free. We're free. But yeah. So, anyways, we had problems with every other character. I thought Kylo Ren and Ray were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray is just Ray. She she's blander than Kylo, but again, she doesn't have a ton to work with. A little bit more, I guess, than the average character. But mm-hmm. and she's a Jedi now because <laughs> Luke said so. <laughs> Forget that. That's one thing that I've never understood. That kind of the imbalance between the prequels, the original trilogy, and the sequel trilogy is that in the time of even even the recent Republic, the Jedi spent their whole lives training. They were in the temple constantly, had to go through the trials to become a Jedi Knight. Luke gets a few uh, um, help sessions with Obi Wan and lifts some rocks with Yoda, and he becomes a Jedi Knight. I know. I know. And then Rey has learned nothing. That's why she she's learned a, nothing and she's thing. a Jedi now. I'm telling you, this is why I do not believe <laughs> Rey. I do not believe she's what Kylo Ren said. And I think Ad, I think J.J. Abrams is probably not that happy that he went that route. Ryan Johnson went that route. I am very, I really think J.J. Abrams' whole thought was that she had been trained before. That's mm-hmm. what, like, you know, she had been mind wiped, whatever you want to say. She had had some experience before. You know, even she keeps talking about, you know, I've seen this island. Obviously, she had. You know, you know, she's had those force backs and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But like J.J. Abrams, I really think J.J. Abrams was anticipating Ryan Johnson doing something with her have, having right. once been trained. Right. And that's why I think she still might be. I think J.J. Abrams was like, no, no, she actually has a fan. Even if they're not important, they can be not important. But they could be not important, but she was with Luke at one point. Yeah. But I mean, then again, I mean, Luke never figured that the same girl out. So yeah. I guess that defeats that. Yeah. I didn't think about but that. One thing is, it's, it wasn't Kylo Ren that was the first one to say that she was nobody. It was Rey herself. And maybe, maybe yeah, you could justify her still being somebody by the fact that she only said that at the jest of Kylo Ren. Or maybe he was trying to dominate her mind with the Force and manipulate her the whole time. Yeah. But... Well, so, you should, I don't know if you yeah. saw that giant Ryan Johnson said that he can't guarantee that's the true answer. You know, he was asked about that. Like, and so what I think probably happened is Ryan Johnson meant it fully to be the true answer. Yeah. And then probably got word from J.J. Uh, Abrams, Lucasfilm, hey, maybe we should leave this a little more open. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> and I imagine he's like, oh, well, don't worry, I'll just do an interview and say, uh, maybe there's room still. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably what happened. I mean, because they're, we figured out now from what they've said, and this is not good storytelling, that... They basically write all these movies individually yeah, from the other that ones. That kind of makes me sad. Because there's mean, no plan. That's why Ryan Johnson now, though, with his new trilogy, yeah, he, he can that, plan the whole He's writing thing. the whole thing. Which you, which means there's going to be so many twists and turns. And he doesn't have to fit it all in one movie. Right. It can be spread out. Right. So, yeah. Give me more hope again. Now that I'm thinking true. about it yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess after... The second time that I watched The Last Jedi, I was super pessimistic thinking about Ryan Johnson's new trilogy. But the more that I realized that um, how how much he was constrained, I, I feel more comfortable with him as a director now. I yeah. say that as if my opinion matters, but yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, he's directed really good movies. If yeah. you've seen any of his other movies, Looper. I mean, all those. He's a very clever director, and I, I guess 
and none of my problems with the movie were really his directing, maybe his writing, you could mm, argue. Yeah. Um, yeah. but his directing, I thought I thought there were some beautiful shots, some beautiful yeah. even dialogue. Like, yeah, there was some stupid dialogue. Some of my least favorite dialogue ever was in this movie, but also some of my favorite dialogue. Yeah. I actually thought Luke had a lot of good things to say. And I actually That's really true. liked his I mean, yeah, not all the things I wanted him to say. Like, it wasn't like he said what I needed him to, wanted him to say. But what he said, I'm like, yeah, actually, that's that's good. When he talked about uh, hubris, you know, when he's sitting there, that was a good discussion. Why, like, the, in their prime, the Jedi let Sidious, yeah. Sidious and the Empire rise and destroy them? Yeah. Like, that was good stuff. That was real good stuff. What was your favorite gag from The Last Jedi? Your favorite joke or funny moment? Oh, gosh. Um, okay, I'll tell you the one that got me laughing probably the hardest. Mm. Probably when Chewie was eating the porg. Because yeah. I, cause in the main reason it was going in, I thought, these porgs are these little guys who they're never... I mean, we made a bet, too, on a, on a, on whether a porg would die. And I said, no... Porgs an enemy. <laughs> and I said, no, porgs are just going to be cute. They're not going to kill one. These little kids are watching this yeah, movie. And then he's roasting one. Like, literally, so to funny. eat it. And I, expect, I fully expected the porgs to be annoying. But they were actually cute. cute and fun. Yeah. I enjoyed the porks. Okay, okay, no, don't be be honest with me. We all wanted that lightsaber to ignite through that porg's face when <laughs> they're jumping on top of it. <laughs> Everybody was like, "Do it, do it." <laughs> okay, maybe this is childish of me, but I really like that Poe Dameron made a your mom joke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> an important message. Especially the Hux, the Hux of mother. all people. Hux is the most insecure person. Dope such a sniveling but he's so insecure whiner. he's so insecure yeah that, that, that's what his whole thing is with him and kylo mm -hmm. and so so it made sense to him like oh poor hugs what probably the joke that i was my least favorite was when um um luke was saying now reach out and ray actually reaches out and he tickles cool. her hand. i laughed at that I laughed but that's it. taking a moment that should have had a lot more gravitas and making it ridiculous mm -hmm. Oh, actually, my okay. The biggest joke in the movie, in my opinion, was probably the Canto Bites. <laughs> that was a joke. That oh was a man, joke. that was so disappointing. You uh, really liked the music from that. Though. I did. I don't really remember. I, so I bought the I bought the uh, soundtrack. Actually, I did not buy the soundtrack. Uh, my girlfriend bought the soundtrack for me. I shouldn't take credit for that. <laughs> She's gonna hear this. What you uh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but she bought the soundtrack for me, and I was all excited, so I put it in, and I did not expect to like that soundtrack. But I'm just listening to it, like I can jam to this, and so it's yeah. one of my favorite soundtracks. And that one, and the the music for what makes the whole scene at the end for me, when Luke, the whole Luke fake out, he's mm -hmm. not actually there on crate. Yeah. That music climax i mean you had to do it but when they they show luke like uh, you know elevating and all that yeah levitating that music comes in and that was just such a powerful moment yeah. because of the music yeah. and you yeah, i agree you couldn't have had it without that i didn't have a huge problem with the luke force projection because uh, one interesting line that maybe some people missed is that um kylo ren early on he says to ray you can't really be here the exertion would kill you yeah he says that and then at the end the exertion kills Luke. Oh, yeah. I just think myself across the, Like, that's, that's actually really good. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Well, and just, I mean, the fact that Luke died, I don't know. Like, a lot of people are like, he's gone. He went off in a dumb way. I don't think he did go now off in he's the way. god of thunder, like Yoda. <laughs> oh, man. That was. Go zap with, Kylo Ren. Okay, one thing I want to talk about I, the, the advancement of the Forced Ghost. Mm -hmm. In this movie, right? And I've said this before. When Obi-Wan in. Um, 
in A New Hope, when he says, you know, you strike me down to Arth and I will become more powerful or whatever he says, mm-hmm. can't get the exact lines. When he says that, and then he gets cut down and he just pops up in random moments as a forced ghost. I'm always like, how is he more powerful? If he could have actually been there and had a lightsaber, he's not more powerful. But what would be interesting, and I think maybe Ryan jo- Johnson opened it up, is if there is some power you can obtain through through years of study in the whole Force Ghost mm-hmm. persona, right? Yeah. That can lead you to do things that you never could have done, like mm-hmm. the lightning thing. Yeah. And I know some people might not like that, but it means a lot more to me when Obi-Wan says that line. It means that there's some training that you can do almost outer-worldly, you know, out-of-body. Training for you, I have. Yeah. Style. <laughs> yeah. And so, I don't know, I think... Do I need them to have, like, you know, ghost, force ghost battles? No, but some cool, powerful moment sometime by a force ghost that, like, matters to the story would be pretty cool. We've got a whole new branch of Star Wars. we got Star Wars Spiritual Warfare. We're going to have a men's conference about it. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, did you see the, um, there was concept art for a Sith ghost visiting... Luke. Who, and it, who no, was no one's in specific. It was just kind of tossed around in a brainstorming session. I heard that. It was just I this like that. red ghostly figure. Because what happens? Here's a really question that has to be answered sometime. I think. What happens to them super powerful villains, Sith lords, when they die? What happened to Palpatine? You say he just gone? I know what you know. They you know they expand EU the legends. There was stuff in there. I mean, you know, Palpatine coming, you know, you know, yeah. directing his energy yeah. back. Even, um, Gosh, I think Mark Arachnos actually became a Sith ghost. He was mm-hmm. one of the few. Exar Kun's um, spirit was actually laid entombed on Yavin 4 because there was a battle, him and Ulla called Drama and the Mandalorians and all stuff. And then in other EU stuff, like he comes back and he tr- like almost possesses Luke Skywalker. Yeah. There's all there's all tons of crazy stuff yeah. in the EU like that. And that would have been a really cool EU nod. Like they throw in like Mark Arachnos in The Last Jedi. Like, you know how many, there'd be like, like five people. Five people in the theater <laughs> would pee their pants. Oh, it's all theaters like, combined. Five it's not the right ghost! And then everybody else would be like, who the heck is that? Like, they'd be like, cool, it's a Sith. But. Yeah, it was not to say, it wouldn't ruin anything for the people watching it. Yeah. It's like the people, it's, it's like, like oh, Disney doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I feel like Disney's afraid to do stuff like that because, like, well, they won't get it. They don't need to get it. They can just yeah. enjoy it as a Sith Lord. Yeah, they're like, okay, yeah, like Darth Vader and stuff. And we're like, yeah, yeah or yeah. Magasada, or Frida Nett. And then we can just look at them and smile and say, oh, I was once <laughs> young. <laughs> you only knew. Uh, it's rough. Actually, there's a whole story about Revan's spirit that we can talk about at a later time. I just love Revan. Everything comes back to Revan. I feel like that's a uh, a good enough discussion of the Last Jedi. We actually ended up talking about a lot more than we planned on, but I think it was good good discussion. I'm learning new stuff about the Last Jedi every day. We are excited for the TV show. Excited for the new trilogy. Solo Star Wars story is happening. <laughs> that's a thing. Uh, it will come out in theaters it somewhere. It's going to be a movie about Star Wars. Vader will be in it, so I'll see it, and I'll probably be disappointed, but it will happen. Hope he makes more dad jokes. Yeah, oh, I hope he makes a bunch of dad jokes. They should just embrace him in that, you know. Uh, all right. So, thank you for thank you for listening to our very first the Duel of the Fates nerdcast. Um, I'm Evan, and for my friend Eric, we're gonna thank you, and we're gonna sign off, and may the force be with you.